2: Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, The Force of Optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. And now your host, Philip Naiman.
0: Good. I'm the guy with the gun. Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman. Hope you're having a great weekend out here. Now, as you've been listening along, the last month or so, we've been putting these shows together, trying to get people ready for whatever happens, when whatever happens, happens, if it's going to happen. That would be the happening thing. So we want to make sure that uh, we have information for you that can help you in many, many different areas. We've talked about communications. We've talked about food storage, food prep. Well, we are, even though Gavin Newsom doesn't believe so, we are a state with a lot of vehicles. And vehicles, gas-powered vehicles mostly, or diesel, are our major form of transportation, If we have any kind of a situation that people need to move, you're going to be using your car, not the bus, not the uh, San Bernardino Express bus. Okay, you're not going to be looking for the Greyhound or the RTD or whatever they're called, mass transit. You're going to be looking for your vehicle. So this next show, I want to take the time here and I've got a very special guest who's joining me. Take the time to go over ideas. And it's not just for prep prepping stuff but this is actually some really cool stuff for overlanding for camping if you want to go on hunting trips extended to be self-sufficient in your vehicle over any kind of terrain that's really what we're looking at here and so it it plays in many different arenas for us so i actually went out and i found bernard leitner now bernard leitner's been in the motocross camping off-road scene for years he's grown up in it and he can tell you all about that if you'd like. But he owns Lightner Designs. That's L-E-I-T-N-E-R, the common spelling. Um, And he's got some amazing products and racks and stuff like that we're going to talk about. But Bernard, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks so, so much for having me, Phil.
0: Hey, so I, I mentioned a little bit about your background. You grew up camping, riding motorcycles. You want to give a little bit of that?
1: Yeah, actually. Um, so, uh... Long, uh, long story short here, we actually immigrated from Austria in 1980 uh, doing our my, I think my father was doing his best to escape socialism. So uh moved to California, moved the whole uh, family to California and that's where he started his company, ATK Motorcycles and they produced a, a line of uh, motocross bikes and so that got us out into the desert and the local mountains every, every weekend and uh, got a lot of outdoor time, a lot of outdoor camping and motorcycle riding in. During those times.
0: And plus, it was motocross, and you guys were kind of fast riders, so you actually learned a lot about first aid, too, then, didn't you?
1: Oh, oh yeah. I, I, I don't I think... I could splint that
0: in 30 seconds.
1: I don't think... I mean, my sister... I have two sisters and a brother, and I think between between us four, I don't think there's a bone that we have not actually broken. I I you know with broken backs, broken necks, uh, femurs, every arm, it it was pretty bad between us four.
0: Kept him busy. The good thing dad was insured. Yes, he was. Awesome. So that's that's kind of cool coming from that background. Now when you have a passion for something and again you're a creative mind and a brilliant guy, when you have a passion for something and it's like, well, what I would really like, while I'm doing X is this. Right, so bring us up to that.
1: Yeah, so it, it, I I got lucky. My my dad's a is a really smart man, and he uh, he developed a lot of stuff, and I learned a lot from him. And so there was. I always look at the world like, what can, what do I want? And then I usually, I'll tend to buy something if I can find it because it's less expensive than manufacturing yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Like if you can buy it, go ahead and do it. But if there, if that option just doesn't exist, you can always
0: whittle it out of balsa wood.
1: You can whittle it out of balsa wood. Or in, in my case, I'm, I'm, I love metal. So I, I work in metal. And, uh, so a lot of so I you know basically my company started in my garage just uh, just starting out when I could not find a way to organize my pickup truck to hold all the stuff that I wanted it to to hold and it was just yeah
0: so so what what kind of stuff were you thinking about holding in there?
1: Well, first off, coming from the motocross background, I needed a motocross bike. Now a truck's great for a motocross you know a truck's already good for that, but I also needed to carry a rooftop tent. I needed to carry a kayak, you know, and then, you know, on the weekends I do work around the house. I needed to carry a ladder, lumber. So I needed a rack, but all racks got in the way of me actually putting a motorcycle on the back of it. So that's where I first came up with the, my, my invention, the active cargo system, which lets you not just lets you hold all your stuff and lets you keep using your truck as a pickup truck.
0: So uh, lightnerdesigns.com the active cargo system. And you started that off with just the basic rack.
1: That is correct. I started it out with just a basic rack design and then just kept adding to it. It was it was designed from the beginning to be modular. And uh, so I designed the rack that had a rear sliding load bar that allowed you to put a kayak up there one day, slide it forward, and then put a motorcycle in it the next day. And then I just kept uh, developing on that and adding all these storage options and fuel storage options as well.
0: So, and that's actually a patented feature.
1: That is correct. I have uh, right now. I have three different patents on the rack. One is the sliding rear load bar. Um, one is the rear support beams, and another one is the uh, actual all the different storage options that you have that are self-supporting.
0: We'll get into those in a second here because it's it's amazing. It's like as you said, it's modular. Yes. So you could have the perfect setup for you, which might be a little bit different for the setup for me. Because we can pick and choose whatever we want.
1: That is correct. Yeah, it is it never amazes me uh when a customer calls and they uh tell me what they're doing with our rack. They're just I'm not sure how many accessories we currently have, but it's it's twenty five, thirty different attachments for our rack that just you don't need any drilling, no welding at all attaches to our to our proprietary T slot design. You can just bolt it on, bolt it off. And I'm always surprised what people do you know there's one guy that'll carry Thirty gallons of fuel because he's that's what he needs most and and uh there's other guys that just want storage so it and there's it's an endless endless amount of configurations you can do with it
0: so so it's the rack system and if you go on uh, lightner designs you'll be able to see these you've probably seen them around town they are absolutely cool looking so if you've ever seen that The one four-wheel drive that passes you on the freeway that's got all the really cool stuff you wish you had, he's running one of those racks. And um, we just were outside. We're taking some photographs of it. Uh, He brought one of his work trucks in, which is a a Jeep.
1: Yeah, it's a a 2020 Jeep Gladiator. Correct, yeah.
0: Jeep Gladiator. So he's got all of his little gears on that. But what's your favorite one that you have yourself, your personal rig?
1: Uh, My favorite rig, the one I drive on a daily, is a 2019 Ford Raptor.
0: And how do you have it outfitted
1: uh it's it's similar to the the gladiator saw outside but um for for me on that particular one because it's more of a high-speed type desert truck that i like taking out on the weekends just blasting around the local desert you know right. we're lucky enough to live at least that's one lucky part about california You got a lot off-road desert so uh, i tend to go out there um it we i carry an extra 10 gallons of fuel with that you know when we're out there on longer trips you know, air compressor.
0: So raptor eats up some fuel.
1: It, it it definitely can burn through some fuel, especially, if, especially <laughs> 60, speeds. 70 through the desert, you're going to yeah. be burning fuel. Absolutely, yeah.
0: And you, what, do you have a tortoise speed bumps out there?
1: Uh, yeah, I try to avoid those the best I can, but uh, they're there. They are
0: there. <laughs> so, um, you know, obviously the, the Raptor's a heck of a truck, but you make these designs for all the different trucks out there.
1: That that's right. Yeah, yeah. We don't we we don't discriminate when it comes to uh, what vehicle you have. You know, we, we go from from Nissan to, to Toyota to Ford, Ram. Uh, all So of them.
0: a lot of the trucks have uh, they they come with some kind of a, a t slot or cargo system in the back of the bed. Do you utilize that, or do you have something different for attachments?
1: No. So. Um, w- we do use the – if it's available on the vehicle, if it already comes with the vehicle, we do attach directly to that to hold the rack in place. So on the Jeep Gladiator, we bolt it right to it, and on the Toyota Tacomas as well that already have a T-slot, it bolts right to it. Mm-hmm. And then we have our own T-slot system as well.
0: So how much weight can these racks carry? Now, let's let's go back to the Ford Raptor. Now, the truck it can carry anything, Right. You're going to have weight on top of that, but when you're doing sixty seventy miles across the desert, you're adding forces to an elevated platform so
1: absolutely, and that is such that that is a good point because people believe that they can take all their gear if the, if the truck's rated, let's say to carry a thousand pounds in the truck bed. they can now go eighty across the desert with a thousand pounds in the back of the truck that's not that is not the case, and it never will be. <laughs> You know that that is a load that the engineers came up with for just going flat on pavement. Uh, the, the loads are extreme, so our rack is extremely light. The rack itself only adds eighty pounds to the back of the truck.
0: So you have two versions. One is a tubular steel bent tubular uh,
1: aluminum, but
0: tubular aluminum, excuse me. And the other one's actually forged.
1: That is correct.
0: So the forged one is only an eighty-pound rack.
1: Yeah, it's eighty. Yeah, it's eighty-four pounds. Depending on application, on a shorter bed it's eighty four. On a longer six and a half, you're looking at around ninety something pounds.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's interesting, folks, because if you look at this thing, it is absolutely built. I would have guessed it was much heavier than that. So that's that's cool. You've got the weight down. Yeah. But again, through design, uh, I notice the forms on the side. It's not a solid piece of metal. You're using different engineering designs to add strength and cut out weight. Oh. Know, yeah. That you smart guys do right? Right. <laughs> I can't even explain it, but the, I could point to it if we were outside.
1: Right. I mean, we, we do a lot of testing, but not just – I mean, we do a lot of real-world testing, but we do a lot of stress analysis on the computer as well. So that's how we whittle away the weights.
0: Awesome. Folks, Philip Naman, Firing Line Radio Show. Check out our podcast at FiringLineRadio.com, lightnerdesigns.com. We're talking about how to get your vehicle up to snuff, L-E-I-T-N-E-R-Designs.com. We'll be right back after this. AM 590, The Answer.
2: This portion of The Firing Line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside.
0: All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick! Hey folks, Philip Naaman. Welcome back to Boomstick Radio here. Every week, you know, on The Firing Line Radio Show, our conversation's going to revolve around firearms, hunting, gun rights, all the great stuff afforded to all Americans under the Second Amendment of the Constitution. Now, our faithful companion in the battle to uphold these rights has been longtime sponsor Vince Torres of Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammos in Riverside. Now, if you're not armed for protection or recreation, well, shame on you. Why aren't you? Get out there. Buy some stuff. Head on over to Bullseye Sport in Riverside where you need to go for small arms, rifles, shotguns, big arms, ammo, accessories, and much more. After you purchase that firearm, Vince and I highly recommend you attend a certified firearm safety and training course, one that's going to teach you the Basic knowledge, skills, attitudes essential to safe and efficient use of your firearm. For more information about the courses, head on over to Bullseye Sport in Riverside or call them at 951-823-0211. 951 Visit the website bullseyesport.com for a schedule of classes because they believe in safety first. 951-823-0211. Hey, you know what else is happening out there, guys, gals, peoples? October 4th. That's right. Next Sunday, there's a new range in town. I don't know if there's a new sheriff in town, but there's a new range in town called Route 66. It's up here in the Cajon Valley, and uh, they're going to have a very special event. So uh, Bernard Leitner is going to be involved in this. So I'm going to drop it right on you here to pick it up and, and inform the peoples, to give the peoples the power. <laughs>
1: uh, absolutely. I You know, it, I have no affiliation with Route 66 whatsoever except that I like to go, you know, shoot guns. And it is the most beautiful range I've ever been to. They got 90 acres. They have hundred yard ranges, 50 yard ranges. They got, you know, they have a whole, uh, cow- cowboy action shooting area. Um, it's a lot of fun. And the, and the owner over there just was, uh, is also interested in off-roading, obviously overlanding. And, and so he invited us out. There's going to be 20 vendors and we're going to be displaying all our different products out there. You can see all the cool customized vehicles and, uh, it's, it's going to be awesome. They're going to have food trucks. And I, to my knowledge, they're going to be uh, donating all the money to uh, Cal Fire.
0: Which which is def- desperately needed here when you take a look at what's happened to our local mountains. So that's going to be Route 66 on October 4th. And it's it's kind of an overlanding adventure uh, vehicle experience.
1: Extravaganza, I believe it would be the word. Extravaganza, let's use that.
0: And aren't they also allowing people to shoot firearms?
1: Yeah, there's a gun, to my knowledge, there is a gun experience. Um, I'm not sure what that totally entails, but I believe you'll be able to shoot a bunch of different guns that you haven't been able to shoot before.
0: Everybody needs a gun experience of the right kind.
1: Yes, yes, of the right kind. Um, Yeah, no, it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to get out there.
0: And I doubt it's going to be protested by Antifa. I'm just thinking. They don't usually go to gun
1: rages and... Throw their stuff. That would be a really bad idea for those They've guys. They've
0: got lots of bad
1: ideas. They do. Yeah, they're not. They, they're not the smartest <laughs> folks out there.
0: <laughs> no, they're not.
1: No, when they're when they're setting themselves on fire, that's a, well,
0: that's that's, that's a good part of it. I I just think that if we want to stop these riots, and I, now we're recording this in the middle of the week here, and obviously uh, lots of things have happened this week. If you want to stop the riots, we need to reopen schools. So all the teachers will have to show up at work the next morning. They can't be out burning things down all night.
1: Ain't that the truth?
0: Unfortunately, that is the truth. There's a lot of them out there. Everybody they're arresting, sociology professor, you know, ridiculousness. It's like, how how are these people? Anyway, whole nother show. (laughs) (laughs) Those of you who have been listening for a while, you understand where I'm coming from, man. These people are, they're evil. They are absolutely evil, and they don't want good things for us. But it doesn't matter because we'll be out in the desert having a great time overlanding. So uh, Bernard, give us a little rundown here. What are some of the basics? If you had to, if you wanted to go spend a week self-contained out out there in the Mojave Desert and enjoying the uh, prickly pears... How, what would you be your perfect setup?
1: Okay. Well so, so there's a couple of there's a couple of details that you're gonna wanna do. You can do it in any vehicle. You don't need you don't you don't need that
0: almost any vehicle. Almost the Prius any vehicle ain't gonna make it.
1: No, you're you're gonna want something okay, let's let's just start with some of the basics. You're gonna want four wheel drive. There you, you go. You know, you're gonna want four wheel drive at at the bare minimum um in a in a vehicle. But but the important things I I guess to bring with you. Once you have that four-wheel drive and it can get you there, you're going to need to be out there for a while, and you're going to need to prepare for the worst. Things never go as planned. You you put a plan in action, and, and it's you think it's A to B, and then it's A, B, C, D, E, and you never even make it to where you're going, which So you're happens.
0: talking about your mapping. So you're mapping. looking at the map. It's like, oh, it's 60 miles from this canyon yeah. to that canyon. But then when you're 45 miles in, you realize, well, that had a washout that wasn't on the map that yes. you cannot pass.
1: And, and that does happen. And then you, then you got to make a choice. Now you either, you either go back or if you're in a good group of people who know what they're doing, maybe, maybe you do go through that washout. But again, you got to be prepared for what can happen when you drop a vehicle in a washout and getting stuck. And I've been out there for, you know, I've seen things break where you're out there for a day or two trying to recover a vehicle or you're just, you know, and then you're camping, which is, you know, but if you're prepared... If you're prepared, it makes something that could be a horrible experience where the average guy like, breaks down in the middle of the desert, makes it kind of a fun, almost like a fun experience. You're out there, you're camping, you'll get the vehicle out the next day.
0: Now, I've seen there's a, a local mountain bike trail up here. Yeah. Have you seen that photograph? Oh,
1: I, yeah. I think that is the most posted photo right now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So there's a, there's a mountain bike trail up, uh, I think it's behind Colton around... Uh, I think I've actually ridden on that mountain bike trail before, and it's a ridgeback. It literally—I remember going through it on my bike, and I was scared. And some brainchild, um, (laughs) some Democrat was driving up there with a jeep, tried to ride the single track with the middle of his vehicle, and if you knew the drop-offs on both sides of this, they're a couple hundred feet. It's a couple hundred feet at like seventy-degree angle. There is, yeah, you know, it's tumble city.
1: I don't know what.
0: Is it still up there?
1: I No, no. I, I, the latest this morning when I when I saw they actually got uh, the SoCal Jeep Club went up there. And believe it or not, they recovered it without the use of a helicopter. Because that's what I thought they were going to have to do is get a heavy lift helicopter and just lift it off that.
0: Well, even then, who wants to get around putting the straps underneath it?
1: Yeah, exactly. Nope,
0: don't want that job.
1: No, no, you don't. No, I've seen there's a uh, There's a place by my house where the same exact thing happened about five six years ago. Jeep went on a mountain bike trail, rolled the truck, and then he went back to recover it and he couldn't so he came back the next day and somebody had already taken all the wheels, the tires <laughs> had taken off all Everything his accessories that could be, yeah and so then there was just a carcass sitting there, and the mountain bikers decided to just cover it in dirt and use it as a jump. <laughs> Right. So there's this Jeep and it was a nice Jeep, <laughs> like was. a really nice. Yeah, it was a really nice Jeep, you know, and, and so they'd covered it and they were using it as a jump. And then the local authorities finally saw it and they, he'd already taken the license but the person had already taken the license plates off, but they found the VIN number on it and they made him pay to recover it. And they had to use a heavy lift helicopter. And that would be expensive. It was, uh, yeah, I heard it was somewhere in the $10,000 range to get a heavy lift in there and, and pull this thing off the mountain. It was just an nice or on a mountain bike trail. So don't do well, that.
0: Well, you know, a Honda used to, you know, in motocross, Honda used to have these little stickers. I, I loved them. I have one on in my office. It says, Stupid Hurts.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right? Yep, yeah, I do. Yep, That's exactly. Stupid Hurts.
0: <laughs> it's a $12,000 bill. Stupid Hurts. Shouldn't have done that. Okay, so we got the four-wheel drive, and we're not driving on single track, um, but you have to plan for the worst, as you said.
1: You do, every time. Always plan for the worst. And uh, so, you know, I start mine is... Obviously, you're going to need some kind of some form of shelter.
0: Now, now, when he's saying plan for the, he's not talking about zombies plan for the worst. He's talking about in the dirt, driving four wheels. Stuff happens. A-
1: absolutely. Just you're in the dirt. Things happen. Flat tires. You know, you can puncture an oil pan out there if you don't know what you're doing. Um, again, like you said, the road washes out and now you're stuck there and you can't turn around or whatever it might not be. Not
0: that that happened to me last June. It didn't? No. No. Not that, that, in my, in my, um, not that it would have happened to me in my diesel 2500 two-wheel drive on sand. No, I was just cruising along the road, and all of a sudden the road was gone, and it was soft sand, and I'm like, I'm done. I can't the, back up here.
1: Nope. Nope. And you just... <laughs> it was a long day. A long, a long day digging. Did you get it out?
0: We did, and now I have a four wheel drive.
1: Ah, see, (laughs) there you go. The (laughs) the, learning curve, and a four wheel drive will get you really far. But usually, what it does, if you don't know what you're doing, it'll just get you way further stuck. Right. Than if you had the two wheel drive, at least you wouldn't be stuck so far in. So there's some, uh, there's some, you know, there's a little bit of uh, thinking that involved in what you're going to do and what you're not going to do, what you're capable of and what you're not capable of doing yet.
0: Absolutely. And, um, I know my limitations and the old quote from Harry Callahan, man's got to know his limitations, right? Okay.
1: That's correct. I, yes. I
0: pulled up, I pulled up, a you know, I'm driving on a dirt road. I'm out there by Morongo. It's just, it's not a big deal. Uh, it's a little sandy. So I picked up some speed around the turn. So I don't bog down in the sand, mm-hmm. come around the corner and the road's gone. It's a six foot drop off into boulders. Oh boy. Right. And of course, you know, the maps say, Hey, this goes right on through to where I want to go. But they had those heavy rains, washed everything out, and and then I'm knocking on doors asking for help <laughs> from the local Indians. <laughs> long day, long day, long day. fortunately I found some nice people. Okay, folks, Philip Naman, Firing Line Radio Show. You find out more about my disasters if you hang on to the show and listen on a little later. Route sixty six, October fourth. Head on out there, we're gonna see you there, and we'll be back with Bernard Leitner after this.
3: Have questions about handgun safety? local sports shooting events or your second amendment rights just ask vince at bullseye sport in riverside get practical advice no sales pitch vince is a straight shooter when it comes to sharing his advice and years of gun experience Bullseye Sport in Riverside, proud sponsor of the Firing Line Gun Show, Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 590. Follow Bullseye Sport on Facebook for your inventory updates or call 951-823-0211. 951-823-0211. AM 590,
2: the answer. This portion of The Firing Line is brought to you by CCW Safe, by Philip Neyman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management.
1: Spartans, lay down your weapons! Persians, come and get them!
0: Hey folks, welcome back to uh, Firing Line Radio show, Mulan Labe Saturday. This is Philip Nyman. Check out our podcast at firinglineradio.com, firinglineradio.com. Joining me, I have Bernard Leitner of Leitner Designs, leitnerdesigns.com. They've got some amazing stuff that's just it's inspirational really. And you look at at the way a truck can be rigged out and and uh Put in your mind all these fanciful ideas of overlanding for 19 days straight, and, you know, crossing the Australian <laughs> outback on a single tank of gas. Um, you
1: know. Right, right. That 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 is the pipe dream, I believe. That's right. what one of people want to believe when they're overlanding.
0: Right. So, okay. So bring us back to reality here. Yeah, right. Tell us what what should we bring.
1: All right. So as far as you know, first off, let's let's point out where are we going. How many miles do you anticipate it's going to be? It's going to be 100 miles off road. Plan for 200. Just double that because because you don't know if you're going to have to get halfway there and then halfway back to where you started from because you ended up in some situation that just was impassable. So you're going to want to bring extra fuel. You know, if if unless your vehicle just happens to have an extended range gas tank, extra well, fuel is always good.
0: So extra fuel, but also if if my Tacoma is getting twenty one, twenty two on the freeway, what's it getting
1: in the dirt? I have a Tacoma. I had a Tacoma as well. You're you're looking at you know. It, 12 if that if that right. if that i mean if you're in sand you're not getting that you're not you're getting five you know so it's it's always varying but yeah I'd probably average 10 to 12 maybe
0: mm-hmm. so cut cut your expected mileage in half
1: absolutely absolutely and then bring
0: twice as much fuel
1: yeah and you're and and here's the other uh caveat to that is like so you're going off-roading so you're going to bring a lot of gear right well now your truck Heavy. is weighted down right. so now you're going to get less gas mileage just because of that
0: Well, and like you said about the gas and stuff, you know, the, the gunfighters, they always say, you know, two is one and one is none. Right. So with your gas, same thing, same thing. Yeah,
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're going to want to be prepared with plenty of fuel. And, uh, if, if you're bringing anyone along, make sure they're prepared as well. So you're not the only one out there with gas. Otherwise you're leaving one side, one on the side of the road.
0: (laughs) And, and, uh, sometimes when things are left on the side of the road, like the Jeep story,
1: they, yeah, they don't survive very well out here in the desert i mean if it does
0: come out at night
1: yeah exactly the desert rats come out at night and i've seen plenty of stories where the person will just stay with the vehicle you know if something happens otherwise they show up and it's stripped that's it it's gone yeah or somebody's towed it off
0: there you go
1: finders keepers
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay so fuel obviously fuel number one bring twice as much as you think you're going to need
1: yeah and in the local desert it's been incredibly hot lately so personally i don't go out in the desert when it's 115 that's that's that's, sanity that's sanity i mean that's what the mountains the local mountains are for go in the mountains it's nice 75 up there that that's what we do
0: and and slightly smoky
1: and slightly smoky (laughs) but but yeah you're gonna want to bring plenty plenty of water you know you're gonna want to bring plenty of water plenty of seven
0: elevens are in the mojave
1: there's none that i've seen but uh but um, yeah, so you're going to want to bring plenty of water, plenty of fuel, and then um, obviously you're going to want to be comfortable out there. It's it's n- going on any of these adventures is absolutely not any fun if you get out there and you forgot your sleeping bag or you <laughs> forgot your tent and now you're sleeping in the front seat of your car. You know, so 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 just bring all the stuff that'll make you comfortable. On my personal rig, you know, we use rooftop tents. They're they're amazing. They pop up in you know. 15 seconds, seconds. 15 yeah. seconds i got my tent up i i use a hard shell tent um and yeah you just pop it right up and climb in and you're sleeping and i keep all my bedding and all that in there and it never leaves my vehicle which is perfect it's just i'm always ready my, my vehicles are well, always set you should to
0: go you should wash it every now and then though. i'm just saying <laughs> did it's you okay notice to, that it, well no but i saw the yeah anyway <laughs> So, but it's nice; it's always there. So what you right. need is in, in there at all times. And um, the hard shell, which is what I saw on the one outside here, the hard shell it looks pretty aerodynamic too. They've kind of done some work on that. Whereas as opposed to the softer ones, are a big rectangular block up there.
1: That that's correct. Yeah, the, the hard shells are a lot quieter, and they're, they're wind noise. The wind noise. They again, fuel economy is really important in any kind of situation. Really, I mean, people people want to get these big trucks, forty inch tires, and yeah, they can off road, but how far? Like how far are you going to get? And especially in in what we do and even in a survival situation, having a vehicle that has decent, I'm not talking, you need a Prius out there, but something with decent fuel mileage is going to get you way further than something that's getting, you know, you can, you can pick up a great vehicle. It gets, you know, like your Toyota, 1820, no problem. You know, you don't want something that gets eight miles per gallon.
0: Unless you have a trailer full of fuel.
1: Exactly. But it's yeah. It all comes down to how far can you get on a tank of gas? And, and there's lake. trade-offs. Everything has a trade-off.
0: You know, mm-hmm. you know. some people may not want to, like, let's just pick on Toyotas. They may not want it. Maybe it's too small. They don't feel comfortable in it. They want a bigger truck. Well, there's trade-offs. So bigger trucks, bigger, heavier, less mileage.
1: It, it all, yeah. So you, you got to know, like, how big your family is, how many people you want to bring how big the trails are that you're going to go on and in the desert out here yeah you can bring a full-size truck but you start going up into the mountains a big bear or anywhere else you're going to want something down to a jeep size or or a midsize size mid-size pickup you're not going to want to go bigger than that
0: yeah and especially if you want to keep your paint job ever
1: yeah none of my vehicles have a paint job for very long and people always like i can't believe you do that to your truck and i go Usually when I buy a new truck, the first thing I do is I take it in the desert. I pinstripe the heck out of it. Just and get it over I, with. I get it over with. In motocross, we used to always take our helmets and drop them. The first thing you do is put a big chip in your helmet. Like, don't, never ride with a brand new helmet.
0: Because you're going to chip it anyway. You're
1: going to chip it anyways, and it's just, it's a superstition. But Do it a,
0: Do it on your terms.
1: Do it on your terms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's what we do. I, I take it out. I do it on my terms. I put the dents and scratches on my terms.
0: Okay, so so we have talking about... Um, Got water, we've got shelter, we have fuel. Uh, what about recovery?
1: Yeah, um, so, so here's here's an important part are you going out by yourself? That's that's going to require a different kind of a recovery equipment than if you're going to go out with several people. Now, I carry both, but
0: go out with people who can recover for you. That's the best way.
1: That's yeah, <laughs> you're gonna, yeah, somebody, somebody with some serious knowledge. I, I don't claim to be an expert on recovery. I've just happened to have recovered I say, a lot of vehicles. I would
0: say if you're a good at four wheel driving, you're not a very good expert at recovery and hunting, right? If you're a good shot, you suck at tracking, right? <laughs> Cause you have no experience.
1: I, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. It's funny.
0: Okay. So re- what is required for recovery? So well, what's a good idea? I mean, obviously you can get winches everywhere, but
1: right. And winches are great. Winches are great. If you know how to safely operate them and if you have a point to recover to, right, which can be hard to find sometimes, like I mentioned again, the, I keep bringing up the desert because that's what we have so much of out here. Where are you going to tie off to? I don't care how, if you're stuck and you have a winch, what do you got? You're not, you know, there's, there's a great product out there. It's called dead man off road. And basically it's a, it's a, it's a strap with, um, with webbing on it and you can bury it in the sand. So you shovel it, you bury it, then you tie off to it and it can pull you out. That's
0: a long day. I actually was, had to recover a, a little buggy uh, in Montrose, just a super slick road. This guy got stuck on and we ended up looping uh, my, my uh, Ranger belt around the base of a sagebrush.
1: Yeah. And, and that was enough.
0: Well, it was just, yeah, but, just but it was, the... it was not a truck. It was a, uh, uh, like a quad.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, know, yeah. That, Okay. Yeah. that
0: spun off, but it's just like, Man, those things are tough, you know? And, of course, this guy's winch didn't work more than 12 feet because, anyway, long story. Right. Unmaintained equipment is worse than not having anything.
1: Unmaintained equipment. I'm guilty of it with uh, a product that everyone uses, the high-lift jacks. You know those farm jacks that everyone lifts out? Well, they're always mounted on the front of your truck, and it rains, and sand, and dirt, and by the time you get to use it, it's just a death trap. It'll hurt you. Don't use it then, you know, make sure your, your equipment's maintained for sure. Okay.
0: So, um, the straps, a good idea. Shovels,
1: shovels, shovels are great. We, I, you know, and, and depending on the recovery, digging out, digging out the tires is, is the first thing you're going to want to do, especially if you're stuck in sand or snow. It's clear as much as that, that exactly. way. Yeah. You know, first,
0: and what about the tracks you you like those
1: yeah so as we were talking in the parking lot kind of funny story there's there's a there's a product out there it's called the max tracks and they're the first they They're plastic recovery boards and they're they're about four feet long foot a foot wide and you sh- when you're stuck in sand snow mud whatever you stick them underneath the tires and you can ride up on them get a little speed going and you drive out now i personally always thought that was kind of a i didn't think it was a I never used them. And so I thought it was kind of a gimmick until one day I got stuck in Big Bear in the deepest snowfall and I was at the bottom of this hill and the snow was coming down. It was cold out. It was actually going to be a dangerous situation because I could not get my Ford Raptor with all the tires aired down to like 10 pounds. I could not get it out there. I was able to take those, uh, Max Trax brackets, Max Trax, uh, boards, lay them down and drive out of that uh, that horrible situation. I would have spent the night out there in, uh, you know, snowing condition, sub-zero. So it would have uh, been a bad day, but those Max trucks actually saved the saved the day that one time. So awesome. yeah. uh,
0: well, So what do you do? So you're digging at your tire, and what are you doing? You're, you're grabbing branches, rocks. You're trying to shove stuff underneath there, whatever's around you, right? right? right. So this brings it with you.
1: This brings it with you. It's simple. You lay it down. It works. It works as a shovel. It, it it serves a lot of purposes. Even I'll level out my truck. I'll just lay them down and level out my truck. I
0: think you can actually use them as a charcuterie board with cheese and a salami.
1: That you could? Absolutely. Yeah, you could.
0: Okay. Folks, the the Freeman Firing Line Radio Show, here with Bernard Leitner having a good time. Hope you are, too. Sat- or Sunday, October 4th, Route 66. See you out there. We'll be right back after this. Hi folks, Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side.
2: am 590 the answer this portion of the firing line is brought to you by vortex optics vortex the force of optics
0: Bonan, what is best in life to crush your enemies see them driven before you and to hear the lamentation of the women that is good that is good, that is good. folks philip name and firing line radio show hope you're having a good a good show here Next Sunday, October 4th, go to Route 66 up there in the Cajon Canyon. They're going to have a great day. Learn all about overlanding from the professionals. Bernard's going to be out there. Tell him that, uh, you know, you give him his sympathies, that he actually showed up for my show, and you understand that. It's just, you know, probably shortened his lifespan for a little bit coming out here to San Bernardino. But hopefully he'll be out there next week and having a good time anyway. Um, We want to make sure that you have all the best information out there now. You know, if you're going to look at your rig and you're going to try and figure some things out, storage is a major component. Like I said, I'm building a Tacoma right now. And, uh, you know, one of the things I'm learning is it doesn't have a big payload. So weight, weight is a premium for me. And storage space is also premium, even though it's a six foot bed, it's a narrower car. uh, It's a double cab, but storage and weight are going to be an absolute premium. So Bernard, what are some ideas you have for that?
1: Well, on, a, on our active cargo system is, and that's one of the, the, that separates our truck bed rack, which I don't like to call it a rack, but it is a truck bed rack is that we do have what we call gear pods. We make them in two sizes. One that holds around 10 gallons worth of, of volume and storage. Another one that holds the long, the gear pod XL, which holds 40 gallons worth of storage. It's 48 inches long. So these are mounted on the side and it's, it's not just, that you can carry it it's that it's also easily accessible so when you're when you're camping when you're pulling over when you need your recovery gear it's not a
0: pile of gear it's not a pile of gear
1: in the back of the truck it's not the fourth box with the yellow cover in the front it it's organized on the side of your truck you open it up and everything's at eye level you can grab it you can use it and it just makes life just so much easier
0: now you're you have a longer one it's 40 do you make a longer one than that for long bed trucks
1: we don't yet nope it's a uh, 48 is as, as... Internal. Internal. 48 internal is as long as we go right now.
0: All right. So, and and I've seen that, and what what's? Oh, I'm uh, sound terrible here, but the gentleman on uh, on YouTube that... Anyway, there's a guy who... Bugs. Anyway, I was watching this guy um, on YouTube working one of your racks, and he was using it for his rifle storage.
1: Oh, okay. Um not sure. Yeah, anyway. He, can do, he can do his own radio show. So, right, yeah. <laughs>
0: But this 48-inch, if you have a 48-inch rifle that's smaller than that, you can actually have your rifles in there. Or, you know, if you've got an AR-15 or something, you can put it in a soft cover inside. It locks. It is
1: waterproof, yeah. Yeah, Waterproof, yeah.
0: The other thing is you're driving through this desert out here, you know, and say you're the third truck in the line. um, Everything you own is covered in dirt. Absolutely. So if you've got it in the back of your truck, you know, you're saying, hey, give me that yellow box that's third from the back Dude, you have six inches of dirt back yeah. here. We can't see anything you've got, right?
1: Right. That happens That happens so much. So keeping stuff in the back of your truck is- So waterproof
0: is, is also dustproof.
1: It is. It is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So so yeah, we put a lot of effort into those, and they're all made out of uh, high-density polyethylene, which is like what they make um, uh, kayaks out of, basically. So it's super durable. Mm-hmm nothing will never rust on you it'll never dent on you just the paint won't fall off there's no paint on it so because it's molded in it's all molded it's all molded it's it's one of the string you can hit that thing with we we actually have a video where we park a pickup truck on it and it won't crush it that's how strong they are that's awesome
0: and and solid locking mechanisms too correct yep and you also have from what i've seen out there Uh, it has its own locking mechanism, key driven, but you can also padlock it or cable lock it wherever else you want to do
1: it. Correct. Yeah. We have, uh, we have little eyelets on the sides of the GearPod XL that you can put your own padlock through just for extra security. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so why is this important? Well, let's talk about your electronics. You know, you've got them waterproofed, you've got them dust proofed. You know, that's a great place to put them.
1: Yeah. People do that all the time. I mean, the, There's a there's a huge push in the solar um, panels for vehicles when you're out when you're out there off grid for a long time. Um, The technology is getting really good for those, except there's no where do you put all the electronics? Right. And so I've seen a lot of our racks outfitted in our gear pods where they put the extra battery, the solar controller, all the charging ports for everything that you need. And then they close it and seal it so you can't see it from the outside. It's completely dustproof. And but it's it's there all the time, which is, I think, important. I think you should have it with you all the time.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and it's there and it's locked and it's it's good to go. So the other thing is with this kind of a storage system, the bed of the truck is...
1: It's wide open. It's wide open for anything else you want to carry on a daily basis. So you can carry all your emergency supplies, all your recovery gear. You can carry... 40-watt
0: plasma rifle.
1: 40-watt plasma rifle. Hey, That's I'm cool. the Austrian here. I can, I'm can. i the one who needs to do been, that accent. The 40-watt just- plasma rifle. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> in the 30 volt range
0: Wasn't wasn't he so much better before he became governor? He was. Ugh, I just, just you just know he should
1: have just stayed to to doing stupid accents yeah, and just. movies and catchphrases. <laughs> we could all just we could have all just appreciated him just saying Remember saying,
0: when they said I kill you last?
1: I, <laughs> I lied. lied. <laughs> get down. If he if he says get down one more time. Get but. to the
0: chopper. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're um, losing it here. Um storage is important so the bed of the ri- bed of the rifle the bed of your truck or your vehicle or whatever else is absolutely wide open. So if you want to carry your motorcycle, if you want to carry anything else, right. uh, um, if you want to carry a green egg so you can smoke some food while we're out there, you've got
1: that. you got that. Yeah, and it keeps your truck on a – so this is, I think, the important part, is it keeps your truck a pickup truck. You can still load everything. You can still do, honey do, you can still do the honey do's. You can still load your neighbor's couch or help someone move. But – at any time, the gear pods and all that storage is always there. So you carry all your stuff with you at all times. You're always prepared, which my truck is always outfitted. It always has my cooking, my water. It's always there, but my truck stays a truck for those dailies.
0: So let's talk about water storage. Um, how many gallons do you think you should have on your truck?
1: Um, you know, per there's, I don't want to put a limit on it, but I, I, I personally... For every day, I keep two gallons per day for for every single person. That and that does not include the water that I keep for drinking water in the, in the cooler. Yeah. That is just extra water that I have in a, in a in a in a you know for showers and cleaning and washing up. And then I have my drinking water, which is separate from that.
0: And so um, you say you keep it in your in the truck. So the mm-hmm. truck's got that all the time. Yep. How often do you change that out? What is that like?
1: Is well, yeah. So we use our trucks and we do so much camping. It never stays in there. Okay. Right. So that's, but if you're not that person, then yeah, I mean, I would, I would, you know, you're going to have to put it on a schedule. I mean, just like anything else, you're going to get some green stuff growing in there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's which is good because you know, it it makes you healthier.
1: Right. Of course.
0: It's like liquid kale.
1: You're just, (laughs) you're giving your immune system some practice. As it, as it needs. Who needs COVID? We got liquid yeah. kale. Yeah, yeah.
0: Exactly. You liquid might call kale. it algae. I don't know. It's fine. Um, but the dry so storage. So let's talk about one more thing. Um, I would say the the camping part. We talked about this outside. So I'm going to just give you my idea. Uh, originally, I wanted to get the rooftop tent. And yes. I thought that was. I mean, they are awesome. They're absolutely awesome. So I thought that would be a great rig to, to outfit with that. But my major purpose of this is going to be hunting. I'm going to drive to Wyoming. I'm going to drive to Colorado. I want to set up a base camp, get off as far as I can. I might use a vehicle during the day, but I want to have the ability to use it. And so what I don't want to do at 4 o'clock in the morning when it's 23 degrees out there is have to mess with breaking down my tent so I can drive my vehicle.
1: Yes. And that's, again, that's, that's a great, that's a trade-off. If you're, if you're building a, if you're going to have a base camp, which you're going to be leaving and coming back to a rooftop tent might not be the best, uh, best solution for you. And, uh, and another ground tent, you know, might, might be a better option. But option if you're, for you're you. transversing,
0: like you're saying, the Mojave trail, and it's going to, you're planning on three days out there, yeah. then you know, you're breaking camp in the morning.
1: Yeah. Every day you're right. going to break camp every day.
0: So for a different purpose, it's a great idea.
1: It, it is. And it's, again, it, it, it doesn't take up any room. It's up high, so the bugs and the creepy crawlies don't get you. You know that's 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 a huge advantage. Plus, um, I like it because it has a mattress in it. So you know, with a tent, usually you have to have an, uh, some kind well, of a mattress. Separate. We have a compressor. <laughs> yeah, and then an air mattress. If you like sleeping on those, yep, absolutely, absolutely.
0: Well, compared to the alternative of rocks and and uh, everything else, I will take an air mattress. Air mattress, yeah. anytime, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I am I am getting older. Every, every, yeah, we're
1: not getting any younger. I'm getting older.
0: Getting older every day. It seems like. Can you imagine that every Almost.
1: day? I, I don't even want to think about it anymore.
0: <laughs> okay, so let's talk about October fourth. Now, next Sunday, October fourth at Route sixty six. You're gonna. You know who the other vendors are? Or?
1: Um, I, I Guys do not. There's there's, there's 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 going to be quite a few. I'm I'm not sure of all, all, right. all of
0: them. Well, hey, there's going to be food trucks. That's all you need to know. Guns, food, overlanding equipment. It's going to be a good day. You get to shoot out there. Check out Route 66. Um, we'll be talking some more. We'll actually talk to these guys, have them on the show, and uh, learn more about their uh, their particular range. But I want to thank my special guest, Bernard Leitner. Your products are awesome. Thank, thank you. so much. Uh, this guy is super, super busy, folks. And for him to come down here and share this time with us, I just want to thank him for that. You should thank him, too. Go on his website, lightnerdesigns.com. You can also meet him on October 4th at the Route 66 deal. But if you want to get your rig up to snuff and look at some different ideas of what you can use go to their website lightnerdesigns.com great stuff and um
1: thanks so much for having me and thanks for getting me out of the office it's actually a, a th- treat
0: yeah that is true we're gonna say we're busy huh
1: yeah
0: uh, yeah i'm not answering phones another three hours because we're, we're busy today that's right Folks, get the podcast at FiringLineRadio.com. FiringLineRadio.com. Thank you, Bernard. Folks, have a great weekend. Stay safe. God bless. We'll see you next week. Shoot, Felipe. Shoot. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk.
2: The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. CCW Safe. Cutting Edge Bullets. Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. And by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. AM590, The Answer.